Well, God bless you all for being here. I want to let the cat out of the bag. I already know what's going on. <laughs> I want to say thank you for the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was a holy friend of mine that didn't mean to, but just let it out. Don't worry about who. It was a mistake, and he and this person was very sad, but I was very thankful. <laughs> so we will quickly... Huh? <laughs> no, that's not right. He wouldn't care. He wouldn't care. Uh, so I'll try to be brief-ish. Um, we have got a... Uh, a worship team going to be able to come in here in two weeks. It's They're called, I believe it's two weeks. Annie, is that right? Two weeks. April 6th. It's, it's the Rex All Church Band. And they are um, Integrity Music Europe recording artists. And they're coming for, for nothing. They are just happen to be in the States. And Annie and some friends know them real well. And they have offered to come and to uh, lead worship for us. Um, in two weeks, and I think it's going to be awesome. I listened to them today. I'm very excited about their coming. I'm talking to Pastor Stephen about uh, bringing the youth up here with us and us just worshiping together. But I would encourage you to go to, I believe it's rexallchurch.com or just type in rexallchurch, all church, uh, just like it sounds. You can look it up on iTunes. Um, he's also on Facebook. But um, uh, from what I've read and from what Annie has told me, just a genuine worshiper and very, very relevant. And I'm very excited about how that's all worked out for them to be here. And uh, just needing a date to fill and wanting to come worship somewhere. And uh, thank the Lord they found here. So please come. In two, I believe it's two weeks from tonight, April 6th. Is that right? Three weeks. Sorry. Weeks kind of run together. April 6th. So put that down. Now, in the next few weeks, I'm going to finish God's abundance. And, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes it feels like, man, he talks about money all the time. No, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the blessing of God. And God wants to bless you. You know, so many live under this, this misunderstanding that we shouldn't have anything, that, we, that being poor is good. No, no. God came to redeem us of poverty. Came to, he took the curse so that we wouldn't have to uh, pay the price of the curse. He became the curse for us, took what we deserved. And poverty is not part of our covenant. We've been studying this this whole time. So if you've missed it, go to, the, go to uh, iTunes or go to uh, the website and download it. That is not your calling to, to live under poverty. Amen. Your calling is to have an abundance. God is an abundant God. We just sang tonight. All of you is more than enough for all of me. Every thirst and every need. We're going to see tonight, why does God bless us? Why does God want to bless us? Uh, let's just start right there. Second Corinthians chapter uh, 9, verse 8. Let me pray real quick. I know Elizabeth prayed, but let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for your presence and worship. Lord, I thank you that it looked like that everything that we were being turned was to you, turning our eyes, turning our hearts. Lord, you desire for the nations to turn to you. And Lord, when the nations turn, you respond. 
Lord, when families turn, you respond. I thank you, Lord, that we're turning. We're not just singing. We're not just doing tradition, but we're turning. And Lord, we just ask tonight that you would come, Holy Spirit. Come in the word, come in this fellowship. Come, you are welcome in this place. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory can come in. Come in, King of glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Can you catch that? All grace is going to be focused on you. Everybody say me. Me. All gra- God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you. Who? Me. Say me. That me. Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. If you don't have that on your refrigerator, you should. When you're coming up short, this is how we apply the word of God to our situation. God is able to make all grace abound toward me. That me, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. That's what God says about me. Is it or isn't it? You know what? This is not a dead church. This is a live church. And when you hear something that might strike a chord in you, say something, do something, react. If this one doesn't do it, it's not going to happen. Amen. All right. I know it's late. I know times changed. We're still trying to adjust. It's already dark outside. But somebody say amen. You know what amen, amen, you know what amen means? Means I agree, means yes. You know what happens when two or more agree? It's so. Do you see the importance in your amen? Yes, it's a release of faith. I believe. If those will just believe, because of your belief, you're healed. Because of your unbelief, You're in trouble. Amen says, I believe. The purpose that God supplies abundance is not just mere selfish indulgence. But don't get me wrong. I think the Lord likes to see us enjoy his provision. I think the Lord likes to see his children love what they get. It makes them happy. But it's not the ultimate purpose. Rather, it's that we will have an abundance For every good work. The purpose of abundance is that we would be able to do everything that God asks us to do with complete sufficiency. One of the remarkable attributes of the Christians of the New Testament as we read in the New Testament is that they never say, well, if we just had enough money, we would go do this. Do you ever read that? No. They went. The Lord even said, don't worry about taking anything with you. You'll have everything you need. Just go. Right? We will go here. We will go there. We will do this. Money was not never the question. Even though they talked a lot about money. And they were very practical in handling it. Their plans did not depend on money. There was a time when, you know, the Lord said, go feed them. Well, Lord, there's not enough money 
to feed this crowd? Did they need money? No. No. They needed to obey the word. Who's the word? The word is Jesus. You obey Jesus, you will have an abundance for every good work. And this is so different from the contemporary church where everything seems to be geared around money. Now, I'm, I'm going to... Is it okay that I announce what you booked today? We have got planned to have at our church again heaven's gates and hell's flames. Amen. You know what? We did it two or three straight years and felt like we kind of got worn out from it, but we saw so many salvations... And let me tell you, it's time again. And it's time for this body to come together and to work and to love and to pour ourselves out and see a heavenly reward. Amen. It's going to be September 25th, I think. We're so excited. Uh, Things are just coming together. We're so excited uh, for what the Lord is about to do this year. Um, but one one extremely important word right here that God provides one specific good work for which God provides abundance is the primary good work, good work that we might provide. What 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 was one of the intentions of God providing for for the children of Israel in the Old Testament? It was to provide for Him God a dwelling place. It was to provide for him a place to dwell with man. The purpose of God from creation onward has been for God to dwell with man. And we we often talk as though the ultimate for us is to get to heaven. But in reading the Bible, I find that the ultimate is to get heaven to earth. In the closing chapters of the Bible, we don't find earth going up to heaven. We find heaven coming down to earth. It's what the Lord told us to pray as it is in heaven. Let it be here as it is in heaven. Not like it is here in heaven. Who wants that? On earth. Here. I'm standing on earth. That includes church on the hill. Here as it is in heaven. The ultimate thrust of God's purpose from creation was to dwell with man. Now let's look at two historical examples in the Bible where God asked his people Israel to provide for him a dwelling place. Do you remember what these were? The first one was the tabernacle of Moses. The second one was the temple of Solomon. In each case, God provided an abundance in advance. Out of that abundance that they might return to him all that would be needed to suit him for his dwelling for his dwelling place that would be suitable to his glory. And you know what? God gave precise instruction. He left nothing to chance. He didn't just say, just go make me the best thing that you could ever make. Nope, he said specifically, I want this, I want it here, I want it this color, I want it made with this. He didn't leave one measure, one material to chance. Everything was specified and everything was of the highest quality. There was nothing cheap or shoddy in anything God required for his dwelling place. Did y'all hear me sing true is your promises? Of course, Justin did. He's my English. He's my, he's the one walking around with a ruler to correct your English. True is your promises. (laughs) 
don't know if y'all could see me just grinning ear to ear. You know, I'm just like, God knows what I'm saying. True is and true are. True is and true does. Okay. First, let's examine God's provision for the tab- tabernacle of Moses and to see how that came about. And then let's take a look at the, how God provided for the temple of Solomon. And then at the end, and probably uh, next week, we'll look at how to take these scriptures and this idea and apply it to today. How do we apply God's abundance and his desire to dwell with you today? So if, uh, Genesis 15, God made a covenant with Abraham and he also gave him a preview He gave him a preview that the children of Israel were going to be kept in captivity. Now, let's start right here in verse 13. It says, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. He is telling them what's coming in the future. You're going to be oppressed for 400 years. Verse 14. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. The living Bible says they will come out with great wealth. When God predicted this, uh, in slavery, this captivity that Egypt going into that Israel going into Egypt and into their uh, captivity, but he also began to talk about their deliverance. He emphasized that when they were redeemed and delivered, they would be provided for with great wealth. That's not an accident. This was part of God's foreordained purpose. And we see this prediction fulfilled in Exodus chapter 12. It came as the immediate result of the Passover night. Now, we've been talking on Sunday mornings about Passover and about the blood of Jesus and getting it applied. Do you know what happened before Passover? Do you, or, or, do you know what happened during the Passover time? Um, you know, the families of the Israelites had just been uh, spared and every firstborn of the Egyptians had been killed. But the sons of Israel had done according to what the word of Moses was. God told them to go and request things from the Egyptians. Go and ask for their silver and their gold. Go and ask for their stuff. Go and ask, go and ask for what they had. And you know what? The children of the, the, it, the Egyptians gave it up because they were scared to death. They wanted rid of the Israelites. Look at what's been happening here. Take my stuff and leave. But do you know Israel, the children of Israel, plundered the Egyptians on their exodus out of captivity? Do you catch that? Now, God had a plan. God wasn't just trying to take everything away from them. God had a plan. It says in... uh, In uh, verse 35 and 36 in Genesis, it says they plundered the Egyptians. The living Bible literally says they stripped the Egyptians. Literally, they took everything they had, their gold, their silver, anything they set their eyes on, they asked for and they got. Because the Egyptians were so frightened and they wanted to get rid of them no matter what the cost. And there's a great description in Psalm 105 about the deliverance of Israel out of Egypt. Let's look at it real quick. It says, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribe. Now, now, do you catch that? Redemption. Do you remember what we've been saying over the last four weeks? What does the blood of Jesus provide? Redemption. Redemption. It buys back 
it restores. Redemption makes total provision for the needs of the redeemed. For Israel and Egypt, it all came through the faith in the blood of the Passover lamb. That faith released the supply of every need. Spiritual, physical, material. Some three million people marched out of Egypt. And I want you to catch this. Not one of them limped. Not one of them had a cane. Not one of them was sick. There was none feeble among his tribe. Not only were they, did, did they take the goods, but God restored their health. God restored. I believe redemption is complete and that it covers every area of our life. I believe that is God's standard. You know what? We are a long way from that as a church. And I believe it's what Robert preached about at, um, in, in February about there coming a time when people start getting healed by the truckload. They were healed by the millions in this day of redemption. There was none feeble. Everybody was healthy. And they're all carrying silver and gold. We got to understand that God had a purpose in all this. God gave Moses the plan for the tabernacle where he was going to dwell in the midst of his people. And then he told Moses that the people were the ones that were going to provide the material and the labor to build the tabernacle. Where did they get it from? They got it from the Egyptians. God provided what was needed to do God's work. Look at it right here. Moses talked to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying in, in Exodus 35. He said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded. Saying, take from among you an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linens, goat's hair. Ram skins. Dyed red. Badger skins. Acacia wood. Oil for the light and spices, onyx stones. All who, all who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. Out of the abundance that God has just provided through the redemption of them being uh, rescued out of, out of uh, bondage, God provided everything that they would need in order for them to be able to give an offering to build what it is that God desired. And it said an offering. God didn't take everything from them. He asked for an offering. Do you see? There's something there. I'm, there's something there to your offering. He says there will be gold and silver. He gave them no option about the dwelling place. There will be gold and silver and bronze. Everything had to be made just the way he required. However, his requirements were not unreasonable because he had already given them everything that they needed to provide to comply with his direction. He gave them the people. Yeah. Let's look again. Exodus 36. Just a little bit in, in front of this. Verse 6. It says, So Moses gave the, a commandment. And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman... 
do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing. For the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much. How great is that? Somebody go tell everybody to stop bringing stuff. Because we got all we need. Now the people were still in abundance. They were still bringing. They weren't bringing out of their lack. They were bringing out of their abundance. And it said with a willing heart. With a willing heart. Somebody go stop them. Because we got all we need. Indeed. Too much. The closing phrase. Sufficient. Too much. By definition is abundance. We, regrettably, we do not always see this in the church. Redemption provides abundance, but the goal of redemption is a dwelling place for God to dwell among His people. And out of what God gives us through redemption, He asks us to give back to Him that which will provide His dwelling place. Now, I can, al- I can already feel the Lord working in that as we, as we apply the Word of God to our life, we position ourselves for redemption. We re- position ourselves for God to provide. We position ourselves to be a vessel that we're saying, Lord, I believe and I trust. Come in. The goal of redemption is a dwelling place. What happens when you start to apply the word of God to your life? The Lord finds a dwelling place in you. All of a sudden, lift up your heads, be lifted up, you everlasting doors. All of a sudden, we're proclaiming the word. Satan is fleeing. Sin is fleeing. We are a vessel that the Lord comes in. That is the purpose of of abundance for him to have a place to live for him to have a place to dwell and I desire him to dwell in this house I desire for him to dwell in this house amen isn't that good I'm just getting started but I'm going to stop because I got cake waiting amen (laughs) everybody's come out to eat some cake so I want to be sensitive to that but I want to encourage you applying the blood of Jesus applying the word of God to your life you are the beneficiary of an immeasurable inheritance of immeasurable success and breakthrough of immeasurable health and security and peace and power and protection. I I can't stop. When we allow the Word of God to go out of our mouth and us walk it out, there is nothing that can stop you. Nothing. There is no shortcoming ahead of you. Amen. I want to pray before whatever you're about to do. Do you have a word specific to where I am? Okay. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I feel like that that something has clicked tonight, at least in me.
Lord, I feel like it's clicked in this place. Lord, that our breakthrough comes through us speaking your word and walking your word. Lord, that redemption, that access, that forgiveness, that cleansing, that breakthrough comes through what's coming out, coming into our minds, into our eyes and our ears and out of our mouth. Lord, help us. Help us to walk according to your word, to walk uprightly. I just bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.